Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's episode of Fit Club, we talk men having mastectomies and the best food for your age. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. Uh, wait, we're supposed to stay yeah. still. Oh, yeah, the right. mannequin challenge. Oh, <laughs> uh, we killed it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, you guys, welcome to Fit Club, and we are back, yeah. me and Shaka in the house. The last episode before, we go on a little hiatus, so we're going to give you some good information. I'm your host, Fallon Mercedes. You guys can find me online at Fit with Fallon. Where can they find you, Shaka? You can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And right now, I'm going to tweet out the live link, so any of you listening, if you want to switch over and uh, view us live, you can now. Um, all right, so we have quite the interesting stories, yeah. especially our first two. So our first one, um, I guess there's a rise in men who are having double mastectomies. So for those of you who don't know that it, what that is, it's when um, most of the time you have breast cancer in one breast and you decide to have the other one removed as well through surgery, surgery for whatever reasons, yeah. um, you're, you're, you're scared. Gonna, yeah, yeah it's going to spread. Or <clears throat> most times you have a genetic um, a gene found that carries the cancer cells. And um, most likely those who have that gene will get it in the other breast. Yeah, so you get it one, Yeah, BRCA1 or BRCA2, which I believe Angelina Jolie had come out against because she actually had the, gene, the genetic mm-hmm. mutation. So she went ahead and did the mastectomy. And what's interesting about her is that she did not have breast cancer. No, yeah. And she decided to remove her breast anyway. Yeah, because her mom had suffered from it and she mm-hmm. already saw what had happened and she knew she had the mutation. Mm-hmm. Um, what was interesting was that double mastectomies, um, you know, doing it because of the fear of it spreading to the other breast, typically don't really help. Mm-hmm. So that's what I found surprising. Yeah. Um, so most people are doing it out of fear, but the science has borne out that unless you have those genetic mutations, there's no evidence to show that you're going to be more likely to get it in the other breast. And this is what I think what's happening. I think a lot of both men and women mm-hmm. are actually getting the genetic test. Yeah. I think in the past, the testing wasn't done as much, and yeah. now people are being proactive. Like Angelina, if you yeah. know your mom has it, yeah. if your dad has the gene, you go and get tested. And you kind of save yourself that headache. Yeah, and then, but for men, well, I, you would assume it might be the same for men, but they mm-hmm. actually haven't done enough studies to show whether or not um, having the mutation would lead to another incidence of cancer in the mm-hmm. other breast. So, and it's just crazy. And call me, uh, I don't know if you would say bias, but. Yeah. I still, to this day, it's a hard for me to fathom men getting breast cancer because you don't see much breast tissue yeah, in you, there. So you yeah. don't think that the yeah. tumor or the cancer will form in the breast, but it's on the rise yeah. even more now than it was years ago. Do you think, after all the research that we've done, Shaka, yeah. on this show, that it, it is due to the food that we're consuming, yeah, I the think, different medications that we're eating, the animal products that it, we're... Yeah, I think, I think uh, you, you'll see a rise in cancer due to the fact that we're having uh, these foods that are contaminated and, you know, we're such a drug culture now as well, um, you know, Medicaid and prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. So y- you, see a lot of, uh, you see a lot of incidents of cancers and sickness in general. So it doesn't surprise me. But at the same time, we're also getting better at diagnosing stuff. Um, so I think you'll find that we still 
but this will still have high life expectancies. But this was the first time our life expectancy has lowered in the United mm -hmm. States. So I don't think it's any surprise given the way we're eating and the way things are going. Yeah, all that fast food, everything. Yeah. I found another interesting story. Um, both uh, teenage boys and men are suing a drug that made them grow breasts. And I'll never forget this one um, instance when I was uh, younger. I remember going swimming and um, it was a group of us, and one of the teenage boys, he had taken off his shirt, and he had bigger boobs than all of us girls. And we're looking at him like, this is so bizarre. And I didn't know what this was. I was like, is he really a girl? But he was physically a boy. And now when I was doing this research study, I found that it's called gyne gynecomastia. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Gynecomastia. Gynecomastia. And so when I was about 14 or 15, uh, I started to develop it a little bit. And so I went to the doctor and I said, what's going on? And when you're going through puberty, males will develop it. But um, for most males, it'll subside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this, um, this story that we're reading today, it's showing that there is this pill, um, a medication for anxiety and um, the bipolar disorder that a lot of teens um, and men are using, that it's having a reverse effect, a side effect, yeah. which causing them to grow breasts. Yeah. And now they're suing Johnson & Johnson, um, that's the company that's making this product, saying that they intentionally knew what the medication was capable of. Yes, it does help with um, the mental illness, um, bipolar, and anxiety. However, they withheld that information and directly targeted especially teen boys yeah. to use uh, the medication knowing that it would grow breasts. And a lot of boys... Now, this... Um, this medication came on the market 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. So now they're really seeing, you know, yeah. what the it's effects done. Of long-term effects, But, yeah. you know, a lot of depression, a lot of bullying, a lot of shaming um, these boys have went through who weren't on the medication. And a lot of times gynecomastia, if it doesn't go away on its own, you have to get it surgically removed. So it's not, you know, it's no small thing. And the insurance companies, a lot of them are not covering it. Yeah. So there's a couple of... Um, you know, men who use this medication when they were teenagers who still have their breasts oh, wow. because so. they couldn't afford to get it removed. Yeah. So do you think it's fair um, for these different patients to sue the company? Yeah, certainly. Uh, th that's why, you know, you can't... If you guys don't know, Shaka <laughs> is a lawyer by day, <laughs> a fit club host at night. <laughs> Because, you know, that's why we watch these ads and we kind of laugh at them because after they tell you what it's for, then they give you the long list of things that the side effects it could cause. Mm -hmm. Some are way worse than the problem you're trying to address. Mm -hmm. But you have to disclose to the consumer, especially when it's a medication. And, you know, we're unsophisticated. We're not doctors. You know, we're not researchers. So we need to be told what we're having and, you know, what the possible effects are and to be fully aware of the dangers when we take on that risk. So certainly, you know, hopefully they'll get some sort of justice in this um, in the suit. Yeah, so far um, they have been so... Uh they have been sued for $2 billion with uh, over 13,000 victims. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. Um, all right. We have a recall. More recalls on different yeah. products. Last week we were talking about chicken recall. Yeah. Now we're talking about powdered milk. And if you think you're safe because you're not a grandma and you're not <laughs> drinking powdered milk, you are not. There's so many different products that contain powdered milk, including waffle mix, uh 
kettle chips, mac and cheese, monkey bread, crepe mix. And you're thinking, how can that be? Kettle chips, chips, yes. chips. Like, why are there? Yeah. It's because they use the powdered milk for the different flavoring of, like, the cheese. Yeah, no, like, I've had barbecue chips that they had powdered milk in there. Oh, and the, and bar- oh, wow. like, why would there be, you know... That's what surprised me. When I went vegan, that was one of the biggest things that surprised mm-hmm. me. I didn't realize how many things I couldn't have because randomly there was just powdered milk or whey in, in there. You know? Yeah, they put it in everything. Yeah. But the reason why they are having a recall on this product or these different products is because there is salmonella poisoning. Um, so in the past week, eight recalls have been distributed, uh, I guess, containing different, um, uh, I guess, possible issues of salmonella found in the products, but no one has reported getting sick as of yet. But exposures to salmonella can cause diarrhea, cramps, fever. Um, Surprisingly, it wasn't as severe as I thought it would be. However, if you have a compromised immune system, you know, if you have cancer, if you have any type of disease, you know, um, then it does become more severe. I actually, and I I said this, I think, on last show, I had salmonella poisoning, but I was a child. So I was in the hospital for two weeks because my system couldn't fight it. it And I'm thinking right now, I can't even count how many times I've ate something that really tore my stomach up. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that is a product that could have been contaminated with salmonella or, yeah, you know, you whatever. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now you just you just don't know, but you have to, you know, do your best. And hopefully if you eat well, then you won't have to really worry too much about these things. So, yeah. Um, speaking of worrying, yeah. uh, how much money you make is, I guess, through these studies, is linked um, directly to how much stress you have. Mm -hmm. And I thought in the past, or just, you know, working for different companies and seeing different CEOs, how busy they were, how stressed they (laughs) were. I was always under the assumption that the more money you make, like Biggie says, the more problems you have. But this study is kind of the direct opposite, saying, um, can money really buy happiness? And it says, well, um, according to uh, this this different study, it technically can. It says people who make more money have less stress and a longer life. Higher income Americans are twice as likely to report being in good health than lower income counterparts. However, all income levels show higher stress levels compared to four decades ago, yeah. which is interesting. So Although you might be at the top of the ladder, you yeah. might seem less stressed. But four decades decades ago, we were not as stressed. Yeah, we were so even, we're all yeah. getting more stressed, yeah. no well, matter what the bracket is. Yeah, I think we're I think we're all working more. I think we're living in a kind of a twenty four seven society. Mm-hmm. Your phone is at your hip, and now people can reach you at all times. There's mm-hmm. not that kind of downtime to unplug to to some degree. Mm-hmm. But um, it, that was really interesting because I could have told you money buys you happiness. I could tell you that right away. You know. Well, well, it's, I don't know. It's like when you have less response. But this is, and I think yeah. we, we always talk about this. I think this study probably correlates to when you have money, more money, you have more access to, you know, yeah. working out and getting certain yeah. types of foods. And, you know, if you live in a lower income neighborhood, you might have only access to 7-Eleven. And, and I, I would say that you, I think a lot of people do have access, but it's, it's more work. It's just a lot more work. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to be vegan, can you can you do that and do it on the cheap and do it every day? Yeah, but yeah. it's more work. And, but if you have money, you can hire a meal delivery. You yeah, know? All exactly. So 
once your health improves, you're gonna be you're just gonna be naturally happier. So once you're improving different aspects of your life because of the money, mm-hmm. you'll be a naturally happy per- happier person. It's funny though. Um, although I guess more money, less stress. All across the board, obesity has rise. Yeah. No matter what income bracket you are in. Yeah. Well, and I think that's just the that's culture. That's yeah. culture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I wonder. I mean, this this study was just done in the U.S. I wonder mm-hmm. in different countries how yeah. would it be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I think for... Well, I, I have a friend that did a uh, study on soap operas mm-hmm. and what people were viewing. And in the United States, for soap operas, we like to watch the wealthy. We just like to watch the wealthy. Um, I think it was in England, they like to watch the working class. Mm. And in Australia, they like to watch the middle class. Uh-huh. And so I, I think that speaks to how we view money and how it you know, lo- it shapes our perception of the society we're living in. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. I never would have thought of that. Well, maybe I watch novellas, and they do both. They yeah. do. They like to watch rich people, but then they like to watch, you know, the the girl scrubbing the floors who marries the rich man and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, in India, we have is it India? I think so. No, Egypt. I'm Egypt, sorry. Yeah. So she's going to travel to India. So yeah. I found this interesting story. The world's heaviest woman is in Egypt, and her name is Iman Ahmed. She is a Thousand and a hundred and two pounds. Yeah. So eleven hundred pounds, basically. Now, um, the Guinness World Book of Records for the USA, the heaviest woman stands at six hundred and forty-three pounds. So she is basically double that. Yeah. And um, right now, there is this, I guess, social media campaign where the surgeon from India, Egypt. Wa- oh, Egypt. I'm sorry, I'm getting them confused. Mm. Egypt, she, he is trying to raise, or he did um, have a fundraiser to raise enough money for her to go over and get the surgery because um, she basically is a ticking time bomb. And actually a couple years ago, uh, she had a stroke and currently is no longer able to communicate verbally or even move um, because the stroke affected her that much along with her massive weight gain. Um, but it's interesting because her family was interviewed, and when she was a child, she was born at 11 pounds, and ever since then she had thyroid issues. Uh-huh. And even at, I think, what age? At 11 years old, she stopped going to school and even stopped walking because she was becoming very overweight and she was so lethargic from having the thyroid issues. Yeah. Do you think... Um, if a child is born with thyroid issues, do you blame that on genetics or do you blame that on what, I guess, the mother was eating while she was pregnant? Uh, it, I would have to know, like, the, the exact, yeah. like, yeah, I have to know to what degree um, the thyroid was, you know, was damaged or genetic, like, there was some sort of genetic problem there. Um, but typically, I would say I, I blame it on, you know, that the parenting and the food and, you know, and sometimes the parents themselves don't know better. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's a problem. For her, this might be a genetic problem that, you know, is outside of the control of food because mm-hmm. I, I don't understand if you can't move, how she's still eating? Yeah. So, like, I, are, are people enabling her? Is that what's happening? Or is that she's eating very little but she's still overweight? Well, I, I I think it's it's a both, the, the, the thyroid issue. Yeah. I know whenever I get clients who have thyroid issues, not that I don't want to train them, but I advise them if you want to see results – you need to first go to your doctor and get on the right medication yeah. because it's going to be very discouraging for you to 
you know, putting the work, eating clean and working out consistently and not seeing the work. So yeah. the first thing I say is make sure you're seeing your doctor, getting on the right medication, make sure your levels are good because I don't want your money and your time. Yeah, for no result. Yeah. yeah. And I find it interesting, too, where um, I've seen people, clients who their thyroids, they'll get them checked and they're fine. And then six, seven months months later they plummet and again i feel like personally a lot of it is the food yeah and yeah sometimes your food can cause the thyroid issues too so uh, i i would think with her that her family might be enabling her whomever is bringing her food because if you can't move there's no way you should be not losing weight really if people are being responsible around you it's probably just everything all of it put together but thinking of a different country too i guess I just think in America, we're the only ones who really eat unhealthy. Yeah. But I no, wonder but, in these different countries. Well, I think our problem is processed food. But, you know, I, the way people eat in different countries, a lot of these countries are pretty well developed. You know, mm-hmm. you know we, we think of the people going out to farms. Mm-hmm. But they have KFCs and they have McDonald's. Yeah. They, so they have a lot of these things, too, these fast foods. So I think this is why we're starting to see th- these issues in different countries. Yeah, I know we're America, spreading our, American, our yeah. American fast food ways to the world. I know before America was the number one fattest country in the world, and now it's Mexico. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Very interesting. So let's not eat unhealthy food anymore. So I want to say thank you to Shaka (laughs) and uh, Garden of Life. Um, Tell me more about this product that you brought in for me that I'm so excited to try. Well, I love it. It's our Marley Coffee, our our high protein um, for weight loss. And so it actually has some black um, green coffee bean extract in the protein. Nice. So you're getting your protein need to feed your muscles, and you're also jacking your metabolism so you can And what keep does it slim. taste like? It tastes good. It tastes like coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to have to shake this up. Um, all right. So we're going to just chat, kind of talk about, I guess, what we've come away from, um, you know, Fit Club and yeah. this season of the show. I feel like I have, and I told you this behind the scenes before we got on air tonight, I am scared to eat anything after all these (laughs) these studies. It's really making me more conscious of what I'm eating. And, like, I thank you for bringing this stuff in because I go into my cabinet and I'm, like, looking at ingredients and I'm, like, I don't want to eat anything. You you know, I don't want... I don't want to have any of these issues that we read about and, yeah. and study about. Yeah, doing a show like this, it really, you, you think, because you're reading mm-hmm. the details of a lot of the stuff that we're eating. But you, you have to have balance, too, and yeah. you have to know that you can find some good stuff and positive stuff. And then you have to know there's some stuff you just can't escape at mm-hmm. all um, and be somewhat okay with it. But, yeah, it, it's tough when you read these stories and you find out so much around you is shaping you. And whether food affects your emotion and it's affecting your relationship. and you know, So you got to figure, it's helping me figure it out for myself first and then, you know, move forward. Are you doing anything differently now that you're, I guess, uh, more consciously aware? I would just say kind of sticking more to my, my the rules I had before, mm-hmm. just making sure I'm eating extra clean. Mm-hmm. I, I want to have that processed food. I, I'm going to reach for the grapes even more now. You know, mm-hmm. So I'm just doing the habits I've employed before, but at, to a greater level. Yeah. I think, if anything, this show also makes me want to make other people aware, other than just being on air. Yeah. I find myself, you know, while I'm researching the topics that I'm going to talk about on air, yeah. you know, I'm talking about those topics with my coworkers. Yeah. I'm talking about it with my roommate, friends, everybody. And it's just, 
it's very eye-opening to see how many people are not informed. Yeah. So those of you out there, please, 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 you know, um, the information that you take from here, we want you to keep it for yourself, but please spread the info to other people yeah. or share a link to our podcast or our YouTube channel. We want to get as many people informed as possible. This is the reason why Shaka and I kind of yeah. join together and do this and, and do the show because we have such a love for fitness. Um, I was even speaking to Shaka about, I just found out my aunt had a heart attack and she's in her fifties, um, pretty young and she literally coded and they had to use the, the paddles six times to get her back. And thank God, you know, we have her back. But the first thing she said is I need to stop smoking and I need to start eating clean. And she was like, Fallon, you, she was like, you keep on doing what you're, you're doing. I never want this to happen to you. And I see so many people in my family. Um, my uncle's wife, um, she was in her 40s. She had a heart attack. My uncle, um, another uncle, he in his 50s had a heart attack. It's just, it's out of control. And I know mm-hmm. it's lifestyle. And, you know, some of it is hereditary. Sometimes high blood pressure does run up yeah. in the family. But I think we need to be extra cautious. Go get tested. And we have to, we have to- own what we're doing and yes and that's why i do this so for that moment right there after she said okay now i want to eat clean i do the show so that you have that moment before you have the heart attack yeah. you have that moment well before that yeah. because what i've noticed with people that you know have gotten diseases that they've attributed to bad things they've done in their past they always go once you get the diagnosis you would have easily given up that habit it, it just it something switches mm-hmm. and so I, I i'm hoping that we can get that message out that yeah. people have that switch well before. before yeah exactly even um when you and i would watch yeah. biggest loser oh, you yeah. know it took them gaining massive uh, amounts of weight or something happening tragically for them to get on the show yeah. and it's like we don't want you to go to that extreme you know we want you to to, to take it in your own hands and not hope to get on a tv show to save your yeah, life and especially now because it's it's a problem these aren't these weren't exceptions on the show mm-hmm. you know america's getting fat and fatter and uh, unfortunately obesity it, it impacts everything and productivity our kids are getting fatter mm-hmm. so when, when people and their health are at risk then you know what's happening for like the lifeblood of the country really you know people are at work less they're not working as hard you know mm-hmm. so it, it just really affects all different parts the family gets weaker too you know and i know we live in california where we are so active and yeah. we're more health conscious i imagine i know when i even go back home to massachusetts mm-hmm. i'm like all right let's go work out and everybody's yeah. like oh. Yeah. So hopefully the whole country will start yeah, we have becoming to more awake we and have, aware. We get a little bit insulated from it because we're out here, you know. Yeah. But th- there are things that are promulgated by different food industries and different drug companies that are not good for people in general. And we're kind of like aware of stuff in California because mm-hmm. we're a little bit more new agey, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just good to get that information out there, and hopefully people can decide for themselves. So going into the new year, we're going to take our break. I want you guys out there and even us to start thinking of what are our health and fitness New Year's resolutions? Shaka, have you thought about them? Do you have any? I, about two weeks ago, I said I want to have no health and fitness resolutions. So I've been working out like two ah, days. Good for I was you. like, I want, no, I want to go into January 1st going, well, you I'm know already what? there. Just more of the same. Yeah. More of the same. Yeah. yeah. For me, I want to try out being a vegan for a yeah. little while. I know I've been saying that. So hopefully, when we get back on the show, I will do my 30 day challenge. You guys will join in with me. I'll tell you, you're going to notice the energy levels go through the roof. That's what yeah. I need. I yeah. definitely need more energy. Yeah. Um, and I also want to push myself and do that fitness competition that I've been yeah. talking about that I haven't done. Get you on so, stage. <laughs> yeah, I think those would be two of my goals. And just to con- 
you know, continue to do what I do every day, wake up and just try to be a, a better, you know, me and live what I preach. I think so often, you know, sometimes I don't do that well, as, uh, as best uh, I can. Same here. You know, we're all guilty of it. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you know better than what you're actually yeah. doing. Yeah. But uh, by saying it and talking about it and telling people to do it, yeah. I start to do it even more so. You know, yeah. so it, it helps all around. It's yeah. like we're growing together as a community. Yeah, we are. You guys out there, let us know if you have any health and fitness goals. And if you don't, what do you just want in general for, um, you know, a better lifestyle and to become more healthy? We appreciate you guys watching our show. Uh, please rate us five stars subscribe um if you want to hear any certain things or topics research for our next show when we come back let us know we'll start digging away if you want us to have any um you know guests on the show that you want to know more about them and what they do health and fitness wise let us know and And yeah we have some exciting guests in new year so um, we're gonna keep it under wraps for now but we have a lot of exciting guests it's gonna be good and i I have a feeling me and chaka are gonna be working more together to bring something to you, hopefully, yeah. you know, a little little project, a little project. <laughs> but um, again, thank you so much for always tuning in. We appreciate you, and we hope that you have a happy holiday and a happy new year. And we'll see you guys when we are back. Yeah. You guys can continue to reach out to me online at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon on social media. Where can they find you? And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. All right, we'll see you guys next year. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Hollywood Redefined. Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.